Welcome in to episode three of the Q's Football the Moment podcast. Okay, the best, most informed, hard on your sleeve, emotional fan podcast you can find on the interwebs today. Okay, in today's episode, we'll talk about a couple things. Um, pardon my voice a little bit. It's been a little beat up, but it's kind of coming back to me. We're going to talk about Sean Lewis's departure to Kent State. We're going to talk about the early signing period and some of the commits. Going to go over some of the commits um, and where I see them fitting into the 2018 Syracuse football team that will get the six wins. Talk about some bowl games, bowl games in general. Um, And that's kind of the topics we're going to talk about today. Okay, and I'll add in a couple other thoughts here and there. But that's what we're going to talk about. We'll make it a quick podcast and we'll go from there. Um, We're going to talk about Sean... Lewis right now and you know unfortunately Sean Lewis left Syracuse about a week ago um I like Sean a lot um but it says a lot when your four and eight football team loses their offensive coordinator I I go on a lot of websites I read a lot about college football outsider information, different perspectives. You know, a lot of people have respect for Dino Babers. Regardless of the win-loss record, we beat Virginia Tech and Clemson this year. We have some big wins. We falter a little bit, but in previous podcasts, I've talked about the lack of depth that's kind of been hurting us. Um, To go get your offensive coordinator, even to get a head coaching job in the MAC or wherever, it shows that, A, you like the system that we run because it's been proven in the MAC with Dino's two years at Bowling Green where he won the MAC in his second year, and Sean Lewis was a part of that staff. Um, And he's a young, up-and-coming coach. And from a Syracuse fan perspective, you should be happy for him and excited. Um, We still have to get to six wins. We still have to have more success. And I love Dino. He's an older coach. I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. All I know is we have to win six games next year. And even if we get six, I think Dino's going to stay at least two more years. We need some some type of success back-to-back seasons. But it's going to be fun to follow Sean Lewis at Kent State because if something does happen down the line with Dino and he, and he moves on and Sean shows that he can be a decent head coach, I would like that to continue at Syracuse. Penn State's an extremely tough job. I think they won one or two games this year. Um, he's going to need three or four years to show improvement. But, I mean, if year two this guy can win four, five, six games at Kent State, I mean, that shows right there that he's highly qualified and going to be a hot commodity. Not saying he'd come back to Syracuse, but it's just something to look towards. He grabbed Tom Coughlin, who actually was our linebackers coach two years ago, and he took the defensive coordinator job at Chattanooga. Um, he brought on has his um, defensive coordinator, so he is technically a former Babers guy for one year. Jeff Sobel, our assistant strength and conditioning coach, he took with him, but nobody else off 
off the staff got pried away. Um, Kent State doesn't have a lot of money, so even though Syracuse pays at the lower level of Power 5, those guys aren't going to take pay cuts to leave. And I was kind of looking over Sean Lewis's staff, and he took um, Mackie McPherson as his running back coach. Um, and he took one of our GA um, quarterback coaches, offensive assistants with him too, that played with him at um, – or he coached at Bowling Green with him. So, you know, they don't have a lot of money. His staff is going to be kind of green. But once again, he's a young coach, and I think he'll get a lot of time at Kent State. And he's going to do well. Just following him. I like his social media presence. Uh, but that that makes me excited as a Syracuse fan to see what Dino does. I think Dino's kind of excited about it too. Well, he loses Sean. He even said a couple quotes I read that he gets to shake up his staff a little bit. Um this year in um, Division One football, you can add a paid 10th assistant. So we're going to be adding that, a new offensive coordinator. Um, so at least two staff positions that will be pretty integral uh, going forward. Um, interesting he brings in, you know, once again, Syracuse will pay, but it won't pay. And I'm not even saying they have to go out and get Matt Canada or somebody like that. Dino can stay in-house. Dino runs the offense. I think he's going to take more ownership. You know, him and Coach Lynch as a co-offensive coordinator. Um, he was a co-offensive coordinator with Sean Lewis. Um, I think he might call plays. I think Dino's going to call more plays this year. Um, I wouldn't surprise me if he brought in, you know, one of his Baller guys or someone that runs a similar offense. But once again, this is Dino's offense. It doesn't – the offensive coordinator should be someone that can recruit you know, obviously Dino feels comfortable calling plays, but this is Dino's offense, so I'm not. It's not really a huge shock to the system losing Sean. Um, I would like to see Dino take more ownership of the play calling, but once again, he he doesn't say who calls the plays. You just read between the lines, and I'm sure Sean called a lot of plays because he wouldn't be getting this job. Um, but uh, I'm excited, excited to see the coaching staff staff shake up a little bit, and. Um, Moving forward, once again, anytime I do this podcast, I'm going to tell you how optimistic I am about the team this year. Um, we're going to a bowl. Trust me, I'm not going to stop talking about it. So let's get towards um, the early signing period. This is the first time in NCAA history there was an early signing period. Let me take a little drink here. For a school like Syracuse, it's enormous that they keep this. This will at least be in play for at least two more seasons after this. Um, but for a school like us that fights their tail off to get decent players in, and sometimes at the end in February we used to lose players to bigger schools, um, it's great to have. Do I like it on December 20th? Man, as a fan, I don't really care. I know coaching-wise it's a little bit tougher. If they put it in August, it'd actually be better for Syracuse. The earlier, the better. You get these guys, you offer them. They like Syracuse to come in the summer, boom, they sign. Um, could I see it moving to, to August? Yeah. There's going to be a big meeting in January about it because I know some of the bigger schools are, are mad about it. You know, Nick Saban, um, Urban Meyer, stuff like that, you know, because they're going to cry because when they lose their five stars, they're going to try and pluck a couple fours or threes from, you know, smaller schools like us. But hopefully this stays around. It's going to be around for at least two more years regardless. Um, just trying to live in the moment anyways because we got to get the six wins and make a bowl game. So whatever is going to help us get there, um, I'm all about. 
So we'll see what happens in January with the meetings. Next podcast, maybe I'll talk about if there's a ruling. Um, but once again, for the most part, um, we signed a lot of our commits. We only have room maybe for like eight more guys, which is fine. It's exciting to get a lot of these guys. Um 24-7 Sports had us, after early signing period, rated 8th out of 14 teams in the ACC. That is enormous. We are usually 13 or 14 in the ACC in recruiting. Okay, To put us 8 while we lost Ty Sampson, who was a high 4-star, that could actually put us to 6. Regardless, I mean, we're, we're right there. We're coming off a 4-8 and eight season, um, you know... <laughs> People saw the Clemson game. Some of these offensive skill players are excited to play in this offense. I mean, how couldn't you be? We've had two All-Americans at receiver in the past two years. At a school like Syracuse, that's that's insane. I mean, you go back to Marvin Harrison, you know, where we had an All-American receiver, and before then we haven't had any. So, obviously, the system's exciting to play, and a lot of kids want to put up numbers, and they will moving forward, especially when we get more of Dino's recruits. I'm just going to talk about some of his recruits real quick. Um uh, Kadir White, once again, three, four star, de- depending on what site you go on, um, from the Bronx. In my opinion, you know that his position. Um, I don't know exactly. No, he's obviously he's an offensive tackle. I don't know what side they're going to play him on. Um, that's a position of need more than center. When you think about. Ty Sampson, you think about the four-star, yes, I understand. Big-time recruit, but from what I'm hearing and what I've heard is Ty wanted to come here, but something happened where he couldn't. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't think it's great. I don't know if an incident happened on the um, recruiting visit. Once again, I believe in Dino. Sucks to lose him. He's a higher-rated guy, but you got to move on. with Aaron Cervasis. He's going into his third season in the program. He would have started anyways, in my opinion. But Kadir coming in, he could get some early playing time next year. But we have four of our five guys coming back on the offensive line, but he adds depth. One player, Eddie Hendricks out of D.C., three, once again, three, four-star guy. This isn't not rated. This isn't two-star. These are players that are evaluated, and they're coming to Syracuse now. So that's exciting. Receiver, very excited about him. Underrated kid. Had a lot of Power 5 offers, though. Um, is he going to play next year? Possibly. Um, Trill Williams. I mean, how can you not be excited about our four-star athlete? Defensive back. Um, best player in New York State. One of the best players in New York State. Out of White Plains. Um, I'm excited because what we're finally building in the defensive backfield are athletes, bigger, stronger, faster guys. Which is what we need, what what killed us last year and the year before that, the year before that, which I've talked about is injuries, the Cordy. This year we lost Foster also. We've had no depth. That's changing with our redshirt freshmen and our cornerbacks getting older. Our defensive back is going to be a strong point now, and we're getting better and better players. It wouldn't surprise me if Trill started or, you know, played in the dime or nickel packages because he's that good of an athlete. Um, another guy I'm pumped about. Cam Jonas. Out of uh, Miami, Florida. Three-star guy. Um, played at Dwyer High School, one of the best um, high schools in uh, Florida. Defensive back, safety. This is another kid that's going to get early playing time. He's too good not to. Uh, Jahar Jordan didn't sign yet. Uh, I'm not really going to touch on him because I'm not sure what he's going to do. 
Um, or I'm sorry, no, he did sign um, three-star running back. Um, I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, he didn't sign officially yet. Said he's committed to Syracuse. We'll see with him. Trey Allison, linebacker out of Texas. We got one of our Texas guys. Excited about him. You know, linebacker is going to be young next year, and I'll talk about the depth chart. But another kid, Taj Harris, three-star wide receiver out of New Jersey. You know, local kid, Gabe Horan, um, offensive tackle. He's not going to play next year. Um, big kid, 6'6", 260, um, kid for the future to develop. Andre Sisco, three-star DB. Once again, the theme is here. Three, four-star DBs we're bringing in. Jaquarius Smith out of Florida, another three-star linebacker. Anthony Quigley, another three-star wide receiver out of Florida. Um, kid I'm real bullish on, Juan Wallace, three-star linebacker out of Florida. I think he's going to play this year some, and he's going to be a linebacker of the future. He's going to probably play four years here, um, starting with the redshirt freshman year as a starter. He's real good. Um, Akeem Dixon was one of our running back recruits that signed out of Vero Beach, Florida. Three-star you know, Dante's going to start as a senior. I think he's going to have a good year, but he can't not bring in talented kids like um, Dixon, so who I'm excited for. Another player I think that's going to start next year is Akeem Williams, three-star Juco, four-star on some sites from Cali. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely going to find his way on the field a lot. Really excited. Big athlete, ready to play. Willem Frommy, three-star um, offensive tackle from New Hampshire. Once again, depth, depth for him. I don't think he's going to start next year, but um, another kid that adds to the offensive line. Um, Carlos V, three-star offensive guard. Another kid we plucked up, had some Big Ten offers. Um, we're adding better. The line needs work. It always has needed work at Syracuse. Um, we're getting there with some of these prospects, and... Dino's getting guys that sees fit for his offense, so I'm excited about Carlos. Now, this one kid right now I'm going to talk about, Cooper Lutz. An absolute stud. He played his um, high school ball in Pennsylvania. 5'11", 190. This kid just screams slot. Nine catches a game, 90 yards, a touchdown. It wouldn't surprise me if Cooper started next year. No, I don't think he's going to. But this kid is too good of an athlete not to see the field. Um, he's gonna be if if he's not pushing for playing time next year, it that's a good thing because that means some of the players are stepping up. But as a redshirt freshman, I, I can't see him not putting up good numbers in this offense. And then a kid we've been going back and forth with, um, chance of me from Tyler, Texas, three star quarterback. If you watch his film, it's it's awesome. Dual threat, you know. His film in high school is actually better than Eric Dungy's as a dual threat. But um, he's got more potential, I think, than Eric has. But if you look at our roster and our depth chart, we have Eric as a senior. Tommy's a redshirt freshman. And then we have Chance as a, as a freshman. I mean, that is amazing that we have these type of quarterbacks in our stable for the next few years. Um, Chance will push Tommy at some point. Next year's not the time, but when we get chance learning the offense, he can redshirt and everything, I think we're going to be really, really excited for what he brings um, to the team and the ACC. And in the future, we have Tommy and Chance as the one-two 
um, that's something as Syracuse fans are going to be excited about because our biggest Achilles heels, everyone knows, and, and the seven people that listen to this podcast know, we've, we haven't had a backup quarterback in many years. And um, to have backups and viable backups to have a lot of good potential is exciting, and um, it's good to see. So that's kind of just breezing through the early signing period. It's a big win for Syracuse. I can't tell you enough, man. The last two years, not to finish last in ACC and recruiting, bringing athletes along with this system, and um, with Dino at the helm, you got to feel good about. We got to stay healthy. And the the theme from now till the Western Michigan game is going to be six wins for next year. We gotta make a bowl game, and I'm gonna. That's gonna segue into my next topic about bowls. Okay. Now bowl games. College football is so freaking unique. I mean, it's a short, quick season. Summer, end of summer, fall. It's an amazing sport. Saturdays, Friday nights. You know, you, you go to the game with your buddies or you, you watch on TV at a bar. You get people together. And it's three and a half, four hours of of pure joy. You know, you get 12 games. That's it. 13 if you're lucky. 14 if you make the national championship. But, um, you know, you're trying to win your conference, you're trying to get those big wins, but you want to get the six wins for the program, okay? You have to get the six. It's extra practices. It's another game you get to watch your team play. People watch these bowl games. I mean, you're talking about 2.5 to 3.0 ratings. That beats out college basketball regular season, MLB regular season. I mean, college football this year has is just slightly below the NFL. Um, if you want to go in a big, broad, broad perspective, the NBA is rising also. Um, but college football and the NFL are, are neck and neck. Um, actually, the college football ratings have been up this year, and the NFL has been down. Um, and these people watch these bowls. It's it's tough, though, to get to all the games. A lot of the games, there's there's a good crowd. Some are not. I mean, you're talking about you get announced in a bowl, what, December 10th, 11th, and the games are like two weeks later. You know, travel plans, it's expensive, stuff like that. It's hard to get to as a fan. But as me as a Syracuse fan that's that's seen, you know, five bowl games in the last 18 years or, you know, four bowl games in the last 16, whatever you want to do, um, it's difficult to keep watching this every December and not having Syracuse in it. I as a, as a fan that loves the football program, it's tough to not have that 13th game. And, and I can't even start thinking about ACC championships – you know, Atlantic Division is absolutely a nightmare. You know, we're having a good bowl season. You know, there's no easy games. Um, you know, people think Syracuse might be the easiest, but we beat Clemson. So you, there's no there's no easy, easy game in the league. And I just can't tell you how we have to get the six wins in 2018 to get to a bowl, any bowl. I don't even care. Once we get to a bowl, then you can start figuring out you know what the long-term goals are this for, but I know Dino has said he's really, really excited about 2018. I'm excited, but we gotta get the six wins, man. I can't keep sitting out these bowl games and not having Syracuse in it. We need those practices for this program. It's so big. A lot of people don't understand that, but getting to a bowl for Syracuse in today's day and age in college football is enormous. This is what we have to do. We have to put consistent bowl winning seasons or bowl game seasons together if we want to make the next step as a program. In my opinion, let me take a sip. 
if you're looking at a five-year span, Syracuse should make a bowl game every year. Get to six wins. And maybe every that, that fifth year, we come out of nowhere, win nine or ten games. And then we go back down. That, to me, would be exciting. You make bowl games, and then you have that one special season, and then maybe something happens. But that's all you can hope for right now as a Syracuse fan. I'm not even talking about ACC championships. We play in such a tough division. I just want to become relevant in the scheme of college football. Make bowl games. That Clemson win, oh my, we were relevant for a week. That's all we talked about. That's all we heard about. But unfortunately, with the injuries and the quarterback and the defensive back, we couldn't sustain it the rest of the season. Granted, our schedule was insane. One of the toughest in the country. You know, I wish we played an easier schedule. Next year, we have an opportunity again to win some early games. We never do it. But I feel good about us doing it next year. We'll see. Um, but that's kind of where I stand on, you know, bowl games. And, you know, you just got to love them. Sports are entertainment, okay? They're, you're playing for a championship. You're playing for a trophy. It seems like a lot of fan bases like this stuff. You go on social media. They're into it. People are watching it. You don't have to watch if you don't want to. It's a, They're strictly entertainment. And for the players to go get rewarded for their long-term season and what they did. Okay? Um, but, I'm just typing in something here. I'm, I'm excited. And I think the next time I talk to y'all, we are going to um, go over the schedule. The schedule is going to be re- released in, you know, mid to late January. And we're going to break it down and look at it. I'm very excited. I know the Western Michigan game is our first game of the season, followed by a Wagner game at home. Opportunities are there, guys. we got to win our early games while we're healthy to try and get the six. It's so, so important. Um, but I'm going to leave you on that note. hope I enlighten you a little bit. Um, college football is amazing. Syracuse football is on the rise. I just want to see this program, you know, put together decent seasons, and I think we're very, very close. We've been so unlucky, so unlucky lately, and we're, it's going to happen. So I just want you all to know we're 245 days away from that Western Michigan game. It's going to come quick. Every day that goes by it gets closer and closer. And uh, next time I talk to you all, we're going to have that ACC and non-conference schedule slate started, and the dream will be visualized. You all have a nice night. Oh, that damn commercial again. And your favorite show or movie in HD, especially when it's free. Spectrum TV gives you more free HD. All right, just hold on a second, y'all. Including thousands of options. Click to learn more. Believe, y'all. Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days.